Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's your boy, Kyle, and we're back with episode number 10 of the Life Well Lived podcast. One of the goals of the Life Well Lived podcast is to give you the things to make your life better. So what are the things that truly make your life better? There's many things, but one of my personal favorites, if you've been following, if you know me, is health and wellness, and more specifically is physical activity. We're talking about any form of fitness. In today's episode, we're going to be talking specifically about how to get results through resistance training, cardio, and how maybe I can answer a few questions that could be confusing when it comes to two of those things. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer on this episode. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm an Herbalife wellness coach. I work with people on the Herbalife products to get them results, and we utilize the Herbalife products with a good fitness program, a good, healthy, active lifestyle to get someone amazing results, whatever their goal may be. But this information, this stuff I'm going to go over in this podcast is going to be simply that, just information that's my opinion. Now, this is based off fact, based off my own experience working with clients, based off the research I've done. But what I would do is highly recommend if you have any specific weight training questions, resistance training questions, cardio questions, to go and ask someone who maybe is a certified personal trainer, to go hire a personal trainer to walk you through some of these. Because again, this is just going to be me, friend to friend, talking to you some of the favorite things that I like to talk about and hopefully give you a few tips or things to talk about as you work towards your own fitness and or nutrition and or healthy active lifestyle goals. So let's get started with the Life Well Live podcast on fitness, cardio and resistance training. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be talking specifically a little bit about resistance training, okay? So resistance training is any sort of training that is going to cause resistance to your muscles. So if you really think about it, I I like to use the term resistance training because it's a very broad term, but this is going to be your classic like weightlifting. Now, I don't want you to get scared. This doesn't mean that you need to be going to the gym doing like deadlifting or bench pressing or maybe anything that sounds scary to you. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, those sound amazing. Great. We're going to cover that too. But what resistance training is, is using weights, using resistance because body weight training would be considered resistance training in order to build up our muscles, to build up the strength of our body, to build ourselves up so that we can do things stronger, faster, better, right? How's that song go? Better, stronger, faster, right? We want to use resistance training to to accomplish those goals. So what can resistance training include? It can include any body weight type exercises. So we're talking about like push-ups or pull-ups or body weight squats. It can include weightlifting. This is going to be your classic like bench press, uh, barbell squats, maybe uh, dumbbell curls or rows, anything that's going to be resistance training. It's going to include machines. So if you use the machine press at the gym or you're going to use uh, the, the leg press machine, 
taking, anything like that. It's going to assume any sort of classes you're taking that have to do with strength building activities. So anything that has to do with like heavy ropes or burpees or lunges, anything like that is going to be considered resistance training. So here's why resistance training is so important because we want to make our bodies stronger. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about resistance training, but we're also going to talk a little bit about cardio because sometimes I think cardio is uh, confused in this world. I think sometimes people, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, overdo cardio or they don't do cardio enough thinking it's not important at all. So I want to try to talk a little bit about how we can utilize cardio to get the best results. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the combined the, well, I'll say the combination of resistance training and cardio towards a specific goal. Now, this is going to be a very general guideline podcast. So what we're focusing on is people that are looking to drop a few pounds, people that are looking to get a little bit stronger. What this episode is not necessarily for is anyone who's looking to compete in like a bodybuilding competition. Now, can you take away some of the tips that I'm going to be giving? Absolutely. You can, you can utilize some of the tips we're going to talk about, but we're not going to be talking a lot about like uh, specific bodybuilding training or like strength, like strongman training or powerlifting training. We're not going to be talking anything specifically about that. And we're not going to be talking about anything maybe sports specific. So we're not going to be talking specifically about like CrossFit or marathon running or anything like this. Again, these are just going to be some general guidelines for people that are looking to get in shape, to be healthier. They're looking to maybe drop a few pounds, put on a little bit of muscle, lean up, be comfortable in the gym and get that healthy, active lifestyle results. So before we get into resistance training and cardio, we want to start with this. You cannot out-train a bad diet, okay? Now, I want to be very clear on this. You can do all the weightlifting in the world. You can do all the cardio in the world. You can be as active as possible, but unless you get your nutrition plan right, you can't out-train a bad diet. I heard it one time like this, and I love it. You can't outrun your fork, okay? So what happens often is people think they can use the gym. They can use the elliptical, the treadmill, weightlifting, a fitness class, going on a jog outside, any of those activities to correct behavior they've done or to prep behavior that they're going to do. So I've heard two different things and they're about the same, but it's like, oh, I, it's okay. I'm going to eat this donut because I'll just go run on the treadmill for 30 minutes later. Or someone says, hey, uh, it's okay that I, I ate that donut. I'm just going to go run on the treadmill. It's, it's the same thing, but people think they can correct a bad behavior, eating donuts or, or bad things that they shouldn't be eating. And they just can correct it at the gym. And let me let you know that you're going to feel like a hamster spinning its wheel. It is not going to produce the results that you are looking to produce because you need to make sure your nutrition is down first. So I believe episode two or three, um, we talked a little bit about some nutrition basics. Go back and listen to that podcast and check it out and learn a little bit about it. Make sure you know where your calories should be on a daily basis. Make sure you know where your macronutrients should be, your protein, your fats, your carbs. Make sure you're making good choices that have good amounts of fiber in it and, and our quality whole foods. And, and that if you're going to supplement, make sure you're supplementing the right way. But just know that I want to start off that you cannot out-train a bad diet, okay? Another way um, I've heard it put, and I absolutely love it, is when it comes to your overall healthy, active lifestyle, your overall fitness, it's 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, okay? Okay. 
And so 80% of the deal is going to be done in the kitchen. You got to make sure your breakfast, lunch, your dinner, your snacks, whatever you're doing throughout the day, your pre-workout nutrition, your post-workout nutrition, that daily nutrition you have to nail. And that includes, guys, the weekends. Because here's the deal. So many people go perfect Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then totally screw it up on the weekends. Raise your hand if that's you, right? A few of you are nodding right now. But think about this. The weekends are two days, Saturday and Sunday. There's usually four weekends a month, right? That's eight days a month, and there's usually 31 days in a month. It is literally 25% of your month, the weekends. Why would you not follow your plan for one-fourth of the month, for one-fourth of your life? If you guys are looking to get results, it can't just be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when it's easy, when you're into the rhythm of life. If you really want results, we're talking about 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. That 80% nutrition has to be seven days a week. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. You know, one thing I recommend to my clients, I tell my clients all the time that my plan is really good. If you can follow my plan, even 80, 90% of the deal, you're going to get amazing results. If you can feel it, follow it 100% of the deal, holy, holy moly, but even 80 or 90%, you're going to get amazing results. But you have to follow it at least 80 or 90%. What I think happens to most people is they're really only following it maybe 80% Monday through Friday and 60% on the weekends. 60% is maybe even generous. So you need to focus on not only making sure that your overall fitness is 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, but that 80% nutrition is done at least 80 or 90% of the time. That includes the weekends. That includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It includes watching Netflix before bed. It includes all aspects of your life. Now, I'm not saying it needs to become an obsession, but you need to make sure that you are being consistent in your results, that you are making good choices, and that you're setting yourself up to succeed long term. Now, I don't mean to get a little bit too out there because a belief of mine, I'm going to say this, but let me disclaimer first, a belief of mine is anything you can stick to consistently is going to work for you. The best plan for you is the one that you can stick to consistently, okay? But now my own personal opinion here, one of the reasons I don't necessarily love things like the keto diet, where it's very high fat, I think it's medium, moderate protein and, and very low carb is because I think for most people, again, most people, my own opinion, they can't follow it long term. Because are you telling me that you're never going to sit down and have a glass of wine with your husband or wife? You're never going to have a piece of cake or a Rice Krispie bar at your kid's birthday party. I just don't think for most people in the world, it's a consistent diet plan. It's nothing you can do consistently long term. And for me, when I'm working with my clients, I want to find something they can do long term. Okay. So make sure whatever you're doing, you set up your diet, your fitness program, your, your nutrition in a way that 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, you can do that 80%, 80 to 90% of the time. And in order to do it 80 to 90% of the time, you need to find a plan that works for you. You need to find a plan that you can do just as well on Tuesday as you can do on Sunday afternoon. And when you can start making those good decisions in your life, they're going to build over time. Is it going to happen overnight? No. 
You and me, we might be at completely different parts of our fitness and nutrition journey. And you and somebody else might be at completely different parts of their fitness and nutrition journey. I remember a few years ago while I was wellness coaching people, I used to get frozen yogurt all the time. Somehow I tricked myself into thinking that it was like healthier. It's better than ice cream, right? A few years later, I don't ever drink or eat frozen yogurt anymore, right? It was just part of the journey. Over time, I learned to eliminate it. I learned to make better choices. And I hope in 2021, I'm a little bit better than I am in 2020. And I hope in 2022, I'm a little better than I was in 2021 or 2020. So give yourself patience to learn these things over time. But no, at the end of the day, you can't outrun your fork. You can't outdo a bad diet. You can't follow your nutrition plan 40% of the time, kill it in the gym and expect to get results. So make sure you are being consistent with your nutrition plan. You're doing something that you can enjoy long-term that you can be consistent with long-term and make sure that you are following a, a good nutrition program so that when we talk here about the fitness things, the cardio and the resistance training, you can get the results that you're looking for. All right, next up, we're going to be talking specifically about in this next section, resistance training. Okay. So when it comes to resistance training, in my opinion, nothing trumps resistance training for overall fitness and looking to lose a few pounds or lose a little bit of body fat. Now, let me be a little clear on why that's important. Because when I'm working with coaches, my own personal belief, I'm looking specifically for fat loss. I think that fat loss in people, even moderate fat loss of even just a few pounds can make drastic improvements to people's overall well-being and health, okay? So, what I'm not just talking about is weight loss because weight loss can happen in any capacity. Um, it's not why I'm maybe not a big fan of like juicing, right? Because people will lose weight juicing or on like a liquid diet, but most likely you're losing body fat and muscle. So when you lose both, sure, it looks like you're losing weight, but then if you ever go back to like eating like a normal meal or, or you have a cookie or something, you're going to gain weight so quickly because you don't have enough muscle. So when I'm talking about why resistance training is amazing for like fat loss is because with resistance training paired with a good nutrition program where you're getting adequate amount of protein, adequate amount of carbs, adequate amount of fats, you are going to be able to maintain and even build your muscle mass while you're just dropping body fat. Now, for all the women that are listening to this, be like, ooh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna put a muscle. Yes, you do. Now, let me be clear. By working out, ladies, and I'm talking about doing things like the bench press, the squat, right? Actually working your arms. You are not gonna turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. I promise you. You don't need to do high rep things to tone. I, I hope that myth died many years ago where I, I'm just looking to tone out. I was just, like watching The Office the other day and like Michael Scott talks about that. Like Jim says something along the lines for all you Office fans about, oh, those five pounds. He's like, no, they're, they're two pounds. I'm not going for bulk. I'm going for lean or something like that. that, that that's a myth guys weightlifting resistance training is important for all bodies because you're not going to turn into a bodybuilder you're not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger by picking up some weights but what's important is by doing resistance training you are going to teach your body to build and or maintain the muscle it has which is going to and here's the key increase your metabolic rate now what is your metabolic rate it is how many calories you burn on any given day when your metabolic rate is higher it means you can eat more calories but therefore burn more things okay so that's why oftentimes you see fit people stay fit and 
unhealthy people stay unhealthy? It's because when people are already fit and they have a very high metabolism, they have a high metabolism because they have a lot of muscle working for them. They're staying very active. They can enjoy something like a cookie and it doesn't go straight to their hip because their muscle, the amount of muscle they have burns it off right away. The amount of muscle you have, the more you have, the more calories you burn on a day-to-day basis and vice versa. If you don't have any muscle, you are not going to be burning as many calories, meaning fat can be put on easier on your body. We don't necessarily want that. So by maintaining and even building your muscle little bits at a time, quarter of a pound, half a pound, one pound at a time, you are going to be able to burn more calories throughout the day, which in turn is going to help your overall fat loss, which in turn is going to help your overall results. Okay. So know that by doing resistance training, you're going to be able to burn more calories throughout the day. And by burning more calories, you're going to be able to lose more body fat. And I'm a personal believer that resistance training really does trump cardio. Okay. Cardio is amazing. We're going to talk about that in the next section. It is important to add in but if you have the choice between doing 30 minutes of resistance training and an hour of cardio the 30 minutes of good intense resistance training is going to burn more calories and keep your metabolism higher and help you build more muscle versus just like being on the cardio machine okay so if you're someone right now that's going to the gym four, five, six, seven days a week, and you're just doing cardio, or you're just taking classes that simply do cardio, that is good. But what I'd recommend and challenge you to start doing is adding in resistance training, even if it's stuff at home, some body weight squats at home, some push-ups at home, right? Doing a little, some, some ab work at home, some dumbbells at home. If it is at the gym, it doesn't mean you need to go into the gym starting to deadlift right away, but you really want to make sure that you are adding on resistance training and forcing your muscles to work. You might get a little sore. That's a good thing, right? You don't want to be in pain, but you do want to be a little sore. And that resistance training is really going to help build that muscle over time, maintain the muscle you're you're working on, and help keep that metabolic rate high, which is going to lead to more fat loss. So I definitely recommend making sure you're doing resistance training. Now, when it comes to resistance training, know that compound movements are really what you want to stick to, especially when it comes to overall fitness and fat loss. Now, compound movements are movements that are going to work multiple muscles. So I'll give you a short list here because there's different variations, but your compound movements are going to be things like your bench press or your push-up, right? Why is that a compound movement? Because you're working your chest, you're working your shoulders, you're working your triceps, you're working multiple muscles. Things like the squat, right? Because you're working your quads and your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves and your back and your core. You you work a lot of muscles, right? Um, Things like your deadlift or deadlift variations like Romanian deadlift. Um, Things like the pull-up, things like a row. They're going to be working multiple body, body parts. In comparison, or maybe I should say in contrast, an isolation movement would be something just like a bicep curl because you're really working just your bicep a calf raise. You're working just your calf, a lateral raise for the shoulders. You're working really just one shoulder muscle. So we really want to stick to your compound movements. And again, a short list of kind of some major ones. The the three major ones are going to be your squat, your bench press, and your deadlift or the variations of that. So maybe a body weight squat, a push-up, and I think they're called like uh, bird dogs or something, the the Romanian deadlift, uh, the body weight deadlift version. And I would add in the shoulder press, the row, and the pull 
pull-up, okay? Those six movements are really gonna be the foundation of your compound movements. And if you work on those movements, and I'd recommend Googling them, again, bench press, deadlift, squat, overhead press, row, pull-up. If you work on those six movements, you will build the most amount of fitness, burn the most amount of calories, burn the most amount of fat, and be in the overall best shape using those six movements. Is it okay to do things like a bicep curl or um, a, a tricep extension or doing some abs? Yeah, those things are okay, but I recommend trying as much as possible to stick to those compound movements, okay? Now, the next step after you establish those compound movements is one of the goals of resistance training is progress over time, okay? And what that means is if I am going to start doing, um, let's say a bench press, okay? Just because that's kind of a, a classic exercise. I'm going to do a bench press and let's say I can bench press 100 pounds, okay? If I just bench press 100 pounds for the next 30 years, am I going to get pretty good at bench press? Yeah. But over time, I'm going to actually start diminishing the muscle in my body and not growing the muscle, not getting stronger because my body's going to learn to adapt. It knows how to take care of that weight. And after 30 years, it's not going to do anything. So the key is once I can do 100 pounds for a certain amount of reps, I need to increase it to 105. And once I can accomplish that goal for a certain amount of reps, I want to increase it to 110, 115, 120. And progress over time is what's going to produce your results, okay? Now, with weight training, and this is one of the reasons I like weight training, is you can uh, you can track your progress over time by knowing how much you weight you lifted before, right? Let's say you're going to do uh, like a shoulder press with some dumbbells. Well, let's say you did, you've got two five pound dumbbells and you can lift it over your head eight times. Okay. You keep training with that. You keep working on that in a good regimen and you can increase it to doing it 10 times max. Okay. Well, now we're going to increase it to a 10 pound dumbbell on each side. So we went from five pounds on each side to 10 pounds on each side. And let's say I try to lift that and I can only lift it six times over my head. Well, I'm going to keep working on it, keep practicing it, keep training my body until I can do it 10 times. And then I'm going to increase it to 15 and so on and so forth. And this is progression over time. And the reason why it's good is I can now track that I'm getting stronger because before all I could do in my fitness plan was I, I could do the five pounds eight times. Okay. And now I'm strong enough to do the 10 pounds, 10 times. And now I'm strong enough to do the 15 pounds eight times. And I can prove that I've gotten stronger over time. And that is the key to resistance training. And it can be done with any movement, right? You can do it with a squat. You can do it with push-ups, with, with things like body weight exercises. Maybe it's increased reps, right? I could do five push-ups in a row. Now I can do eight push-ups in a row. I have proven I got stronger because my max was five and now I can do eight. Now I can do 10. Now I can do 20. Now I can have my toddler sit on my back and I can do five. I'm proving that I can get stronger. And by getting stronger, you're going to be able to build that muscle. You're going to be overall a better fitness person and be going to be, as long as it's paired with a good nutrition program, going to be burning that body fat. And that, that makes it absolutely amazing. So speaking of nutrition, we'll end with this in the resistance training section. 
is when it comes to nutrition and a weight training session, I recommend to most of my clients to really fit in your carbohydrates, majority of your daily carbohydrates before and after your workout, okay? And this is really gonna help them get utilized the most because your body is going to use those carbs for energy. So you need some carbs before your workout to give your body the energy it needs to get the workout done. And then your body needs to refill those glycogen levels after your workout in order to replenish the body and build the muscle. So let's say your goal is to eat 100 carbs a day. That's just a number. I'm not saying that's what you should eat, but let's say you're there 100 a day. It might be smart to maybe get uh, 25 carbs before your workout and 25 carbs right after your workout. And so that 50 of your 100 carbs are around your workout. And then the other 50 carbs can be just spread out throughout the rest of the day. But you got 50% of your carbohydrates for the day before and after your workout. So that will end our section on resistance training. So just to summarize a few things, one, compound movements are going to be best when it comes to resistance training. And we want to make sure we're doing resistance training in our program. Number two, we want to make sure that we're progressing over time. We want to increase the weight over time, increase the reps over the time to show that we're getting stronger. And that's going to be something we can track when it comes to getting stronger and building our muscle. And number three, when we're working out, we want to make sure we're getting our carbohydrates before and after a workout to make sure we're fueled fueled to make sure we are growing, that we're replenishing our body and making the most of those workout sections. So that is our section on resistance training. Alrighty, so next up we want to talk about cardio because I think cardio is sometimes confused in today's day and age on what exactly we should be doing with cardio. I hear this on one side. I've heard some people say, you don't need to do any cardio as long as you're doing weightlifting, you're going to be fit enough. Okay, I think there are some aspects where that could be true. And on the other side, I hear about people that all they do is cardio. I go to the gym seven days a week, cardio, 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 and, and they're losing weight. They're getting good results. So how do we make the most sense of this cardio and how can we make sure we're getting results for ourselves. So the first thing I want to talk about, and we obviously talked about this in the previous section, is I always recommend resistance training, okay? You want to make sure you're adding in resistance training to your program at least two days per week, if not three, four, five days per week. Um, Maybe some people even do six, seven days. It's up to you, but you want to make sure you're getting resistance training in. So we want to make sure we're training our body to get stronger, okay? But when we add cardio with resistant training, it can produce good results. Now, here's how I want you guys to think of cardio. Cardio is a way to burn extra calories throughout the day, one, and two, improve our cardiovascular health. That's why it's called cardio, right? So let's tackle the first one first, okay? What helps is we're on a good nutrition program. Let's say you're tracking your calories, you're tracking your macronutrients, you're being good in your plan. Doing some cardio a few days a week is going to be a great way to burn an extra 100, 200, maybe 300 calories a day, which is going to help you get better results over time. Now, again, going back to the beginning, it doesn't mean that, okay, I burned 300 calories in a cardio session 
portion, I can now go eat an extra 300 calories. No, 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 no. But what it does is by burning an extra one, two, 300 calorie, calories in a cardio session, we can then, um, it just gives us a little bit more wiggle room with our diet. It helps us get results that much faster. It helps us get more efficient long-term results, okay? So know that that's the first reason for cardio. The second reason we want to do cardio is for cardiovascular health. It is great for your heart to go on a walk, to go on a jog, to walk some stairs, to, to do some sort of cardiovascular training. Maybe it's some sprints, maybe it's a step class, a Zumba class, any of those things. So when you can combine those two benefits, burning extra calories throughout the day and week, and number two, cardiovascular, we definitely know we want to add in cardio to our plan. Okay. So what type or how should we be doing cardio? So the first answer is what type of cardio should we be doing? Whatever gets your heart pumping, whatever gets your beats per minute, your heartbeats per minute up into the 100, 110, 120, 130, 140 range, whatever that may be for you, is going to be good cardio. Most of us sit at a resting heart rate of probably like 40, 50, 60, 70 beats per minute. We want to increase it to 100, 110, 120, 130. For me personally, I always like to be in about that 130 beats per minute range. That's a good range to be when it comes to cardio. So anything um, that does that is going to help us. So again, that could be a fitness class, right? That could be a step class or a Zumba class or a dance class. It could be uh, the row machine. It could be a treadmill. It could be a uh, an elliptical. It can be a bike. It can be running outside. It can be taking the dog for a walk, walking with your spouse. The list is endless. As long as you're getting out, getting moving, that's going to burn extra calories and be good for your heart, Okay. Now, few tips when it comes to cardio. So the first one is I always recommend doing weightlifting first and then cardio. So here's a mistake I see people make at the gym, okay? They go and they'll do like an hour of cardio and then they go lift weights. Uh Uh-uh, don't do that, okay? So here's how it works. You need to go do resistance training first, okay? Do a good warm-up. If you want to warm up for five minutes on that elliptical or something, that's fine. But warm up, do your weight training Okay, and then finish with cardio and you can finish with 10, 15, 20, maybe 25, 30 minutes max of cardio. In my opinion, that's one of the best things you can do for your overall fitness. So again, what that might look like is this. I jump on the treadmill and walk for five minutes to warm up and then I'm going to go do a chest day. So maybe I'm going to do a bench press and do some some um, cable flies and I'm going to end with some push ups. I'm going to do a chest day at the gym and maybe that takes me 45 minutes. At the end, I'm going to jump on a treadmill and maybe I'm going to walk for an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes to just burn an extra 100, 200 calories on top of my workout. But I'm making sure I do the weight training first and then the cardio after. Um, Another strategy you can use with that is do weight training on one day. So maybe I do weight training on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I can do a cardio session on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, okay? Um, Maybe I do it earlier in the day. As long as there's a bigger uh, hour gap in between, that works too. So maybe I'm gonna wake up and do cardio right away in the morning, and I do 30 minutes on the elliptical, and then later that day at about 4, 5, 6 p.m., I do my weight training session, okay? Those are all good strategies. What you don't wanna do is like 30 minutes of cardio on the treadmill and jump into a weight training. It's gonna be not good results, okay? You don't want to do that, okay? So make sure you do weight training and then cardio. So let's talk a little bit about cardio adaption. Here's what happens with the body and one of the mistakes I see people make when it comes to cardiovascular training, cardio training, is your body is really good at adapting. So let's say you and I, if we were to go out right now and run a couple miles, we'd probably be sweating and puffing like crazy, okay? But if a marathon 
runner. If someone who ran marathons on a regular basis, a champion marathon runner went out and ran that same two miles, they would not be sweating as much. And that's because they've adapted their body to that cardio. So when it comes to cardio, I I like to think about it like this. And this is the perfect number numbers. Just go with the example here. But let's say the first time you go out and you walk a mile, okay, you burn 100 calories. Again, not actual numbers. We're just going for the example. You burn 100 calories. The next time you go out and do that, maybe you're going to burn 99.8. And then the next time you go walk a mile, it's 99.5. And and over time, your body's going to get more and more efficient at that cardio. And even though the first time you did it, you burn 100 calories, by the 100th time you do it, it's not as great of a workout anymore. So I see this a lot when people are doing like the same Zumba class every single day, seven days a week for five years. They know every single movement. They're not really getting as good of a workout anymore. So you want to do a couple things when it comes to your cardio training is you can either increase your intensity or you can increase your duration, okay, or the length of the workout. So here's your examples here. Let's say uh, the treadmill would be a good example. And I'm going to walk at three miles an hour for 30 minutes. And let's say I burn 100 calories doing that. Again, just examples. The next time I do that exact same workout, uh, treadmill, three miles an hour for 30 minutes, maybe I only burn 99 calories and then 98, 97. In order to go back up to the increased calories, get back up to the 100 calorie example, I need to either increase the intensity of my workout or the length of my workout. So the intensity would be maybe I increase the speed to three and a half miles per hour, or maybe I keep the intensity or I keep the miles per hour, three miles per hour, but I increase the intensity by making the slope or the incline of the treadmill one degree higher. Okay. And then a second degree higher, but by increasing that intensity of the workout, making the workout harder, I'm going to be burning more calories. Okay. Um, or I could do the length. So instead of doing three miles an hour for 30 minutes, I do three miles an hour for 31 minutes or 32 minutes. By increasing the intensity or the duration, you're going to be able to burn more calories. So let's take the previous Zumba example. Somebody's doing the same Zumba class seven days a week for five years. They're not really burning very many calories anymore. But let's say they all of a sudden do a step class for the very first time, or they do a CrossFit class for the first time. All of a sudden, the intensity and the length might be different. The intensity might be way up. The length of the workout might be way different. And now they're starting to burn calories again. Or let's say you're really used to doing the elliptical. You switch it up and and you've never done the row machine before. So you start doing the row machine. All of a sudden, it's an intense workout because you've never done it before and you're burning more calories. So when it comes to cardio movements, either make sure you're consistently over time increasing the intensity or the length. And by doing that, you're going to be able to burn more calories, which will in turn lead to more fat loss, okay? And here's my last tip when it comes to cardio. Don't overdo cardio. You don't need to be knocking out two hours of cardio a day in order to get results. In fact, that's actually one of the worst things you can do when you're trying to lose fat because more than likely when you're trying to lose weight, when you're trying to lose body fat, your calories are going to be a little bit more restricted than normal anyways. And if you overdo it on the cardio, you're actually going to make your body more hungry and therefore you're going to be more likely to over eat or eat bad foods because you've done too much cardio. So when it comes to your cardio, focus on maybe burning an extra one, two, 300 calories a day or one, two, 300 calories on your 
off days. And it doesn't need to be intense. You don't need to be doing anything crazy intense as long as you've got a great nutrition program and a great resistance training program. Do something that you're comfortable with, something that you enjoy, something that you can stick to so that you can do it long term. And when you can do it long term and increase the intensity and increase the duration over time, you're going to be able to create those good results. But just make sure you don't overdo it because you don't need to injure yourself. You don't need to make yourself more hungry. You don't need to kill yourself in the gym in order to get the results you're looking for. So make sure that you're getting a good amount of resistance training, add on a little bit of cardio to burn some extra calories, make sure it's comfortable, something you enjoy, and you will be able to create a great fitness program for yourself for the long term. All right, guys, so to finish up, what do we end with? We've talked about resistance training. We've talked about cardio. We've talked about that you can't outwork a bad diet. I just want to end you with this, is that whatever the program you're doing, you can go onto Google and find amazing workout programs. You can find fun workout programs. You can go to your local gym, or you can go to local establishments that offer classes, or you can find a training partner. There's so many things you can do when it comes to resistance resistance training, and cardio. But my biggest advice is this, and I've already said it several times, consistency and enjoyment are the keys. Whatever program you're going to do, make sure it's something that you can do consistently. I sometimes find people, they come to me and are like, I'm going to start running five miles a day every single day for the next year. And I ask them, well, how much are you running right now? Well, I haven't run yet. I'm just going to start. That's not something you can be consistent with. Or somebody comes to me and is like, oh, I'm going to the gym to lift weights with my buddy. I was like, oh, what are you lifting today? I don't know. I hate lifting weights. He just tells me what to do. Well, that, that doesn't work either. You need to make sure you can, A, do things you can be consistent with long-term and progress with over time. And two, things that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy deadlifting, don't deadlift. But vice versa, if you love deadlifting, fit into your program and have fun with it. If you don't enjoy doing fitness classes where they're dancing and doing all that, don't do those things. And that's fine. You got to find what you enjoy, guys, and find what you can do consistently over time and what you can stick to. And if you can grow into it, great. Most people that work out seven days a week didn't start that way. They started out going to the gym and found something they could be consistent with every Monday, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every Saturday, whatever that may be for that person. They found something that they could enjoy that got their heart beating, that got their muscles working, that put a sweat on their body, that made them a little sore for the couple days after. And they continued doing it day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And that's why they have the results they have. They found found something they enjoyed. They found a community they could be a part of and therefore were able to get those long-term results. So again, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Make sure you're doing resistance training. Make sure you're doing cardio for the reasons we've already stated in this podcast. Make sure you're consistent with it. Make sure you enjoy it and you will be able to get the overall healthy, active lifestyle you're looking for. 
With that, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Life Well Lived podcast. We're starting to get on a lot of the major podcast networks, and I'm so excited for it. I know we're on Spotify now and Google Podcasts, and I know Apple Podcasts is just right around the corner. So what I would love from you guys, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. I'd love for you guys to um, keep hanging out with me. If you haven't connected with me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, make sure you connect with me on on Facebook or Instagram at um, at Fit Curbs, um, or I'm sorry, it's at Kyle Curbs. Fit Curbs was my old one, at Kyle Curbs. So it's basically at Kyle Kirby, but instead of uh, the Y at the end, it's an S. So K-Y-L-E-K-I-R-B-S at Kyle Curbs. Um, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well. Uh, we come out with new episodes every single Sunday and uh, we're having a good time with it. We're starting to do some interviews. We're coming up with new topics. We're having a lot of feedback. So if you guys want to hear something in the future, make sure you send me a message and let me know what you would like to hear or what you would like me to talk about. With that, that is the Life Well Lived podcast. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and I'll check you out next week for another podcast.